Sister, episode 146. My name is Andrew, and I'm currently uh, at the Hoyts Cinema, and I'm being told by the staff here that they are not letting people in for what I understood to be the scheduled world premiere of Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour. (laughs) Frankly, I'm very upset. My liberties being taken away. I'm going to protest this the only way that any reasonable person knows how. To this point that I'm turning to my friend Ben and informing him that we are going to go back to my house to get my bullwhip. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know, I I didn't even want to see Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour. Uh, you told me that I had to come see this with you. Uh, I, I don't know if I feel strongly enough about this to try and uh, intimidate or even assault the staff of this Hoyt Cinema. Oh, so you don't care about freedom. Is that it? I I think freedom is great. I don't necessarily care about Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour. I think I, I think really the title is just Trolls World Tour. It there is, really but I didn't tour. want to correct you because you had started it that way <laughs> and I thought it would be nicer to go along with it. It's more contextualizing it for people who aren't big troll heads. You know? <laughs> oh, you think if you just said Trolls World Tour... People would be like, that might be the first Trolls movie. Hmm. And they'd be wrong. They, they would absolutely be wrong. Uh, mm. This isn't... Poppy and Branch's first rodeo. Oh. Well, that's some quick Googling you've done there. Uh, thank you very much. I pride <laughs> myself for that. <laughs> uh, and coming back over from the concession stand with a whole bunch of popcorn and Coke that uh, we made her buy. Uh, it's I was, Lucy. I would never buy things from the concession stand. Really? You know, it's not a, It's not against the rules to bring your own food in. I feel like That's nobody not. knows uh, this. You can bring in anything you. you like. They can't stop you and they won't stop you. You can take in you. beers. That you can is take technically in a crime depending on the cinema that you're at, but you can do it. Some of them do sell beers, so you can take your own and just... Pretend that it's theirs. You can research online before you go to the movie what brands of beers that they sell. It's it's one hundred percent going to be a Crown Lager. I can tell you that. So you can yes. bring your own Crown Lagers. So it's going to look fine. Sneaking in a six pack of Bogues Premium. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Han Light. No, no, I definitely bought this here. Look at it. You oh, think I... I wouldn't buy these for myself? I yeah. would never buy these from home. Um. So why oh. are the trolls musicians? Uh, why are they musicians? Were, were were the troll toys like music based? I feel like I'm really no, missing I out on a whole piece of troll lore. No, I think I, I assume that they just had to give them something. Um, so in uh, basically in the first movie, they just like to party. They like to party. They like to hug and have fun, things like that. You know. You are uh, a dad, so you've probably seen the trolls movie. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> a whole bunch of times. Um, and I'll say this for Trolls and Trolls World Tour is that um, of all of the animated movies that you might be forced to watch by your kids, let's say, for example, um, uh, The Queen's Corgi. Well, that is a real, real animated movie. You made that up. Secret real animated pets. movie about... What's the a, name of the movie? The Queen's Corgi? The Queen's, the Queen's Corgi. Corgi. Okay. And the movie has... For some reason, a movie that I meant to show to my four-year-old uh, has Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump in it, in animated <gasps> form. I don't. I assume it's not their voices. Um, and it has like a, a grab them by the pussy joke. Are you being? Are you being serious? <laughs> yes. It has because because it's cats and dogs in the movie. Oh, see, so grab. Oh my god. One, one of them's like makes a. It it is a, a very clearly grab grab the cool. pussy joke. There's a cat so saying, good. "I hope they don't grab me." I can't remember that. It might have even been either Ivanka or Donald um, urging one of the pets on, which is not great. So, like you know, from that perspective, many worse things that you could show to your kids than uh, than trolls and trolls world tour. And uh, Trolls World Tour has lots of lots of fun musicians in it. It's got uh, bloody George Clinton. It's got Anderson Park. Mm. This it's has got, been uh, your uh, paid commercial for a yeah, Trolls World uh, Tour. <laughs> this is sponsored content. We should probably say and that. And that's why the top. I wanted to see the movie. <laughs> and they're telling me because of this coronavirus thing, whatever the fuck that is, that I can't come in here with all the popcorn that I made Lucy put on her credit card. <laughs> or can I just? And I I hate to try and I'm not. 
looking to tear apart the logic of this beautiful intro that you improvised in the space of, you know, Here we go. Uh, 30 seconds. So they're not letting us into the cinema to see the movie, but the concession stand is open. So we've... Oh, yeah. The whole thing's open. Uh-huh. And you can, go, you can go right up to the counter and ask for a ticket and they'll say, well, no. <laughs> They've got the times. <laughs> They've got the times up on the board. Huh. And I come up I and I'm like... that off, huh? Three tickets for the 3.30 showing of Trolls World Tour, which you, if you're not familiar, might know as Trolls 2. Uh, and then they say at that point, sir, we are not screening any movies here. Which is <laughs> Take your popcorn and leave. I would enjoy that movie popcorn right now. I'll say that. Take your $60 worth of popcorn. It's pure salt. Well, you can't... I was... I was having this discussion about popcorn recently at home, which is that we frequently buy microwave popcorn. My kids love that shit, and who wouldn't? It it fucking rules. Honestly, like, microwave popcorn is the tits. It's pretty good. Well, and as a a person who likes to cook, anyone (laughs) can cook. (laughs) Um, For his laugh. For his laugh. (laughs) Um, So as a person who likes to cook, let me just say, it is beyond insane the amount of effort you have to go to to try to replicate that level of like salty, buttery popcorn you just at can't. home. You can. It involves things like cooking popcorn from kernel form in like a whole lot of clarified butter. Mm. You can't do it in normal butter because it burns. So you need like some ghee, some clarified butter. You need to like. Makes it. You got to do it a particular way so that, like, um, you know, the the shit sticks to the popcorn, but the popcorn isn't soggy, and all that sort of stuff. It's so much effort, and then you will eat it, and you'll be like, nowhere near as good. Certain things you can't recreate at home. Yeah, and um, and to me, going and paying fifteen dollars for my six cents of popcorn in a cardboard box, and my three cents worth of post mix coke. Mm. Um, is is just part of the experience. You can pay you, extra. You, you can get, get that, that limited sensation. edition Avengers bucket or whatever it is. Uh, with the, the it's got the, the guy's, the glove guy on it with the, the gems. Mr. Glove. <laughs> Mr. Glove and his glove gems. Well, no, it's Mr. Glove. <laughs> Mr. Glove and the sparkles. <laughs> That's right. A, uh, a friend of mine uh, who works at a cinema chain here, uh, because they... Like they closed up like a week before any of the restrictions closed up or whatever. They were just like, nope, uh, heaps of people are still coming here. Uh, a lot of them are elderly people. This is super irresponsible. We're just going to shut the doors. Uh, so they all shut up and they were like, huh, oh, bunch of equipment in here that's not being used. So she has taken a like $20,000 cinema projector that is like the size of four shoeboxes. And set it up in her bedroom to project wow. stuff that's like eight feet away so she can play Switch in her room. <laughs> oh just God. like an insane piece of cinema equipment where she's like, I'll take that. Whereas like, all I've been able to do is steal a bunch of board games from Netherworld, uh, which has also been good, but not quite, quite that cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, folks, that's right. Because I cannot see Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour, the trolling. At this time, I'm incensed, and I'm going to protest this the way that we protest things in Australia. I'm going to get my bullwhip and shout some racist stuff. Uh, it's the way we do things down under. Am I right? Yep. Uh, it's a tried and tested uh, form time of personal expression. Time-honoured form of protest. Uh, we saw that this week. When Was it this week? No, uh, like a month I, ago. I believe this incident happened at the start of April. The initial incident. Mm. So the initial incident that we're talking about here is a man named Raymond Kelly. Uh, that's Raymond with an I. Yep. <laughs> where, where would you think, if I said Raymond with an I, where would you think the I was going? I mean, oh. surely it's, oh no, you're making me second guess myself. Has he got it in place of the E or is it after the A? Well, there's no E in Raymond. Wait, hang on. Uh, sorry, in place of the O? How do you usually spell Raymond? 
no, it, it is much like the uh, much like the beloved Mortal Kombat character Raiden. Mm. It is R A I M O N D. Ramon. Ramon Kelly. <laughs> uh, and he he got pretty mad, and due to being, I guess, a gigantic racist. Uh, he decided to take his big whip down to the Consulate General of the People's Republic of China in Sydney and crack his whip at them out the front and yell invective. Uh, once again, time-honored approach to just sorting things out. Now, I know that we often say on this show that one of the things that you want to do uh, when you're in Australia and there is a problem, you want to resort to the traditional method of getting on the blower and sorting it out. But sometimes the blower doesn't cut it. You know? Sometimes you get on the blower and they say, okay. <laughs> and then they hang up the blower and then <laughs> you're left sitting there. They say, sir, there's real people who want to call through on this line. Stop bothering us. And you say, hey, no thank you. What can I do that's really going to get some eyes on my cause? Should we listen to a little clip here and see? Uh, like, let's try and... Trying to hear a bit more about should we, Raymond's cause. Should we paint a scene here visually for what's going on? I know that uh, podcasts are an audio medium, and this is a They're video. A what? Yeah, it's I've, just been, the, I've been making very exaggerated <laughs> facial expressions this whole time, playing to the cheap seats. Oh, it's all right. It comes through in the audio. Uh, I'm doing a lot of hand ridiculous. motions. Ah. I'm staying perfectly still and conserving my energy for thoughts. Jazz hands, all that. All that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So he's in the the driveway of the Chinese consulate in Sydney, uh, in front of the sort of the bollards that are meant to be, stop people from doing ram raids. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is cracking his whip. Uh, you know, sort of, he's not doing a full crack. Uh, he's keeping it low. He's not... Hold on, can you, can you define a full crack for me? Well, he'd be raising it up higher and he'd be doing it sort of further. He he goes into this on his own Facebook where he's talking about how he like kept it quite low to the ground because he was like, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. But I mean, in the context of what he's doing, he's doing uh, just a kind of weak whipping motion. Uh, but he's still doing it. And he's doing it about 10 feet away from people that are lined up to get into the consulate uh, who is probably seeking some sort of advice about their situation given that this was you know, when uh, all the restrictions on people that were overseas just started coming in. So there there are a bunch of people there that are probably fucking terrified because this is Australian, weird Australian fucking Wolf Creek looking dude just screaming shit and cracking a fucking whip at him. Uh, it seems he's largely directing most of this at a security guard that is standing there but not doing anything. No one is interacting with him. Uh, also, well, he doesn't want to. It doesn't. He doesn't remark upon it in the video, but uh, during the portion that he's doing this, someone is throwing eggs at him. <laughs> yes, I was trying to figure out what that was. Yeah. Going through. I, if, it feels like each time one gets thrown, he turns away just before it like, slaps onto the pavement near him. Like he's just not quite seeing that they're there. Yeah. So you might think to yourself, if you're going to do something like this, you've probably got something really important to say. You know? Something really serious. Hmm. So let's have a little listen and see if we can uh, see if we can cotton on to what kind of really important things this guy is saying. No more shit from China. Get the communism. Helping fucking commies. Helping fucking commies. Helping fucking commies.
I, um, I'm sad that that didn't include the part where he said, you know why it's called COVID-19? It's because there are 18 other versions. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh, that is not why it's called that. That is, uh, it's pretty violent, to well, be honest. It's amazing what you can just get away with if you're a white guy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he, like Ben said, he's, he is standing there, you know, there's there's a, a table that people are like putting things down on, uh, writing forms and stuff. But it's a it's like a roped off waiting queue to get into this thing, and he is standing, as Ben said, about I would say six to ten feet. He's pacing back and forth like an agitated animal, um, and looking directly at all of these people as he cracks the whip at them and says, as we heard, um, "We'll get you. We'll mm. fucking get you." Just cracking Which, a whip. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but. Uh, I really don't want to get hit with a whip. No, if someone mm. was doing that to me, uh, I would probably get the fuck out of there. I am mm. incredibly impressed by the group of people that are just like standing there ignoring him. I would have been shitting my fucking pants. Mm. Very much. So, um, you know, super cool guy. Got it all going on. Got it all together. Really, Yeah, he sounds really uh, sane and uh, good. And that's certainly the kind of person I want to have on the streets with a big whip. Well, you might be thinking to yourself, this guy is really effectively communicating his message to the world. Um, mm. He has been captured on video. It's been posted online. Even more people have been able to see this message and uh, get psyched up about it. You know, his positive message that he's taking to the world. Um, but apparently the Daily Telegraph, beloved newspaper of uh, racists Australia-wide... <laughs> The Daily Telegraph uh, took a look at this video and they said, we need to amplify this voice. Uh, And the whip, probably. We need to hold a microphone up to the whip. (laughs) Uh, Because they decided to do a nice little puff piece on this guy. Lucy, why don't you tell our listeners what the headline of this article is? Uh... The headline of this puff piece, why I really cracked it. (laughs) (sighs) Perhaps we should explain that cracked it is also, it can be slang for a... Cracking the shits. Cracking the shits, shits. which means... Chucking a barney, you know? Yeah. Chucking (laughs) a a fit, having a real barney. And we might have to also explain that um, the only thing that can make subediters come is if a headline means two things. Mm. Oh. Love it. Ordinarily, I would like this, but uh, for this certain publication, it's often uh, to refer to something that is incredibly awful or violent or just generally terrible. Oh, yeah. Nice double standard. So you like something until it's racist. (laughs) Pretty weird. (laughs) Pretty weird. A real open-minded person should love something even if it's racist. Mm. Oh, that's where the Um. eye is in Raymond. (laughs) You know, not where I thought. Not where I thought at all. It's a surprise eye. (laughs) It's a surprise eye. Luckily, they've let us know that this is an exclusive, uh, because I'm sure lots of other people were clamoring for this piece. Brendan Hills writes, Raymond Kelly reckons he just used a quintessentially Australian method to express his anger at the Chinese government over their handling of the COVID-19 crisis. The 55-year-old repeatedly cracked his stock whip to punctuate the very colourful language he was yelling outside China's consulate Sydney. Now, if I recall correctly from several minutes ago, that colourful <laughs> language included um, we'll fucking get you death to communism. We know you did this deliberately. It's just colourful language. Very colourful. So many colours. I will just... note that he said I'm a Kelly and I assume he meant that he is oh, yeah. much like Ned Kelly. I was wondering about that myself. Uh, I... I guess that is that is the only inference you can draw from that, right? Yep. Or... Uh, Kelly Slater. He is, um, I am like a Kelly Slater. I'm also cool. I'm cool Perhaps and I hang ten. Perhaps he's related <laughs> to the gravy man, Paul Kelly himself. Perhaps. Mm. You know? So, um, so, you know, the important thing is in this situation where one man has screamed invective at a bunch of uh, silent people going out about their business is that we have to hear both sides by asking the screaming man what he was screaming about. 
As a survivor of leukemia and several other serious illnesses, Mr. Kelly is well aware of the virus's potential to kill people with compromised immune systems. Quote, I was just outraged by China's denial and cover-up, so I needed to let them know, Mr. Kelly said. Let them needed. know. Let, 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 you let China know. Mm-hmm. The letter wasn't going to do it. Well, as we'll find, I think he very deeply believes that um, President Xi Jinping is personally watching the video <laughs> feed from outside uh-huh. the Chinese consulate. Um. Nothing I said was racist. My anger was politically motivated. I've always had a thing about standing up to bullies. And I just wanted to stand in front of those security cameras and have them capture me saying, Hey, Chinese government, this is your fault. So get this up yet. There's nothing that says standing up to bullies like menacing a bunch of unarmed strangers. Just standing uh, outside with a whip. With your with your stock whip. Mm. Mm-hmm. When, when you do that to people, they go, finally, someone's standing up, someone's to, standing me? up to me. Me. Me or someone else. Random Chinese person. Not sure who's being stood up to here, but it feels right. You know? Ugh. Feels right. Feels good. Um, so that is exactly what Mr. Kelly did at about 10.35 a.m. on March 31st. 10.35 a.m. <laughs> he googled the camper down location of the consulate, got his stock whip, and drove there from his D.Y. apartment on Sydney's northern beaches. I feel like I hear about D.Y. a lot in the news. I don't even know what D.Y. is, but I've it's heard very the words a lot in my life. <laughs> Probably one of the dumber names of the Sydney suburbs. Mm. Your D.Y.? Your mm. D.Y. Mm-hmm. Lucy, mm. you say D.Y. Mm. I say oh, don't. D.Y. not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I parked around 100 <laughs> metres down the road, and then I deliberately placed myself away from people and facing security cameras facing the front door, Mr. Kelly oh, said. Okay. If If away from people... He means six feet away from the only people who are there. Mm. Facing directly towards them, cracking the whip in their direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking... (laughs) 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 He says, I was thinking this is going to be a direct link to Beijing if I'm lucky. Wouldn't it be fucking awesome if, like, that was the way that you could just speak directly to mm. the leader of a country is that you just go down to their embassy and stand out the front? Like, in front of the camera, not in front of the yeah. doors. He's a thinker. I, I used to be able to get the flavor of noodles that I really liked at the local <laughs> shop. I'm not stocking them anymore. That's me uh, yelling out the front of the Korean embassy. Don't worry, you'll get your oriental <laughs> magi noodles. Oh. Are they still called oriental? They've got the... I reckon they might still sell the sauce. I reckon they do. That's a, that would be such an Australian thing, wouldn't it? Sure would be. Oh. Uh, hold on, I'm checking. Uh, you can still buy... Oh, no. Now it's just called Maggi Original Seasoning. Oh. Oh. Maybe they legally had to change it because it's no longer from the Orient. Time to boycott it. (laughs) (laughs) Get my whip. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So the message got through when when a security guard on the other side of the razor wire and bollards threatened to call the police. Mr. Kelly was charged with stalking and being armed with intent to commit an indictable offence. After leaving the embassy, he drove to the DY police station and reported himself. Hmm. Reflecting on the incident, Mr. Kelly said, If I had a loud hailer, I would have taken that over the whip to avoid all this armed with intent business. What's a loud hailer? Like a speaker? Like a megaphone? Megaphone? Yeah. Loud speaker. Okay. Loud hailer. All right. Gotcha. A bullhorn type thing. The funny thing is, um, I feel like with or without the whip, his voice is the same volume. Sure so kind of, you kind of could have done without the whip either way. Mm. Yeah, I feel yelled. like the whip was pretty unnecessary. Mm. Oh, but that's because he's, you know, a true blue 
rinky dink dinky die Aussie bloke from He's beautiful D-Y. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it's a quintessentially Australian method to express your anger is to infer violence. <laughs> uh, he said he would also review his choice of words if he had his time over. I was getting pretty wound up, he said. The only person I threatened, I threatened to put a bullet in the general secretary's head. Oh my God. I don't own a gun. It was just colourful language. Oh, never mind. Oh. So it's stolen valour. Hmm. Don't tell me you're going to shoot me with a gun if you don't have a gun, pal. You better get a gun and point it at me. The allegation that his actions were motivated by racism has upset him the most. Oh, you'd hate for old Raymond oh. Kelly to be upset, wouldn't you? Does he have Chinese friends, Andrew? Quote, I have Chinese friends mm. and nothing I said was racist. Oh, that clears it up then. Yeah, I really like that uh, yelling at a group of just ordinary people that they all knew definitely doesn't, you know, impugn upon them. It's just, you know, a head of state that he's critiquing. Just great journalism here too. Just uh, the phrase colourful words, just completely ignoring this like insanely racist rant that an extremely crazy man has been on. Oh yeah, like, you know, I'm sure. She's riled up. If it was someone they don't like, you know, your Ben Laws and your Yasmins or whatever, Mm -hmm. if they said the word shit on Twitter, they'd be like, foul mouth tirade. (laughs) And this guy's like, I'm going to fucking murder this guy. He's being colourful. He's being a bit cheeky. He's very Australian. He's having a laugh. Having a laugh. He's having Um, a laugh, ain't he? He ain't having half a laugh. I don't know what the Daily Telegraph is British. <laughs> off. They are now. And that's, um, that's why I think that it's uh, very shameful that, like you're saying, Lucy, at every possible turn here, the journalist has framed it in exactly the, the context and the language that this guy wants used. Yeah, they're not straight up saying he's right to do it, but they're like, oh, he's just frustrated. He's just getting a little wound up. He's using some colourful language. Well, I mean, if we go through it in order, we start off by saying... Kelly reckons he used a quintessentially Australian method to express his anger. They don't mm. interrogate whether or not it actually is, just he reckons he did. Mm. Um, punctuated his colourful language, some might say Some uh, might say insanely violence. racist and threatening. Yeah. <laughs> some might say racist, racist, intimidating threats of violence. Mm. Um, as a survivor of leukemia and blah, 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 he is aware of the virus's potential to kill people. Um, so a nice little bit of, um, got to have some sympathy for him. Yeah. You got to have some sympathy because he, Hey, he could get killed by this. So that's why, you know, it's kind of okay. Yeah. He's just angry. Um, you know, and then they let him say, uh, I was just outraged and nothing I said was, was racist. And that goes completely unchallenged. Um, you know, so it's good. It's good stuff basically. That's journalism. That's so journalism, good. baby. Fucking love it. So he did um, go and post about it on Facebook, which Ben was kind enough to do the research for. And oh by boy. research, I mean having to read an insane racist posts all afternoon. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, it's not even the racism that was the worst part. I mean, morally, it's definitely the worst part. I mean, the worst part for me... Was uh, the jokes. ...is that his job... I'm putting this in air quotes because I'm not sure if this is like one of those things where you get an ABN and you do it on the side and you claim that that's what your job is, but really you've got a full-time job where you're doing something completely different. Uh, but he's a, a music promoter for the shittiest Australian fake American country acts that you have ever heard. <laughs> so I have to like scroll past all these fucking horrible like promoted posts and shit for weird events that they're doing or for tours or just bad band photos or whatever. Uh, to all find these, some all those... these fake bands, like 30-odd foot of grunts. And... Oh, I mean, it's like, it's worse than that. Like, just the thing where it's like middle-aged people trying to recreate the music they love when they were a kid and the shtick is just like so fucking awful. But um, I mean, the, the shitty bands he represents are not the story here. He is. Uh, so he, he posted about it uh, on the 10th. Uh, in a post that starts with, I don't know, is that emoji some sort of explosion 
uh, I don't know what that one yeah, is. Like I don't a, recognize a fireworks that one. kind of thing. Bit of a firework, maybe. Uh, dear family, comma, and friends. Love heart, love heart. People need to know the difference between racism and bigotry. Bigotry is about intolerance. When it comes to certain cultural practices and ideologies, I am a self-confessed bigot. When it comes to certain cultural practices and ideologies, mainly ones in China. Yeah, when it comes to being Chinese, I do not like it. Uh, I'm intolerant of cultural practices which spread diseases and terrorism. I'm intolerant of dictators, communists, and stupid lefties. Mm. I'm intolerant of cultures and ideologies that abuse women, children, and animals. Uh, Once again, the usual disclaimer when I'm reading out text from an insane person, every noun that they don't like is a proper noun for some reason. Mm, That's got a capital at the start. Stupid lefties. Uh, animals, also a proper noun, strange. Uh, enough is enough. I was arrested by the Manly Police yesterday for my protest outside the Chinese consulate. Um, I just want to point out for our international listeners that Manly is a place and not a characteristic <laughs> of the officers. <laughs> Manly <laughs> police. The, the robust, oh. masculine I would, police. I would yeah. love to be arrested by the Manly police. Oh, arrested oh, by the Manly police. <laughs> yeah, Burly uh, cops all showed up and <laughs> flexed on me. They did a few reps. Put me in cuffs. Uh, we watched a game together. It was great. Bodies like Zac Efron and Baywatch. <laughs> oh, chiseled out of stone. Uh, those of you playing along at home might remember from five minutes ago where we said in the article that he turned himself into the cops by going to the police station. Mm. I don't know if that's the same as saying I was arrested yesterday by the Manly Police. They kind of that implies ah the cops came and nicked me, not. I took a leisurely drive down to the police after doing my thing and said, hello, mm. can you please arrest me? It definitely implies I got nicked. Yeah. They threw the up the paddy wagon. I, I yeah. went down there and said I wanted to shoot the Secretary General of China in the head with a gun. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was me. I did that. <laughs> uh, he's also been... I found the security cameras and yelled directly at them so there might be footage of me doing it. He... Uh, he... He posts about this a lot. He's been cracking lots of whip jokes, if you'll pardon the unintentional pun. Oh, cool. I, I didn't do that on purpose. Uh, he uh, it's been posting Devo's Whippet more than once. Fuck it um, oh, I know, wow. it's very awful. Uh, he's also... I, I should Hold on, I should just note that he says, looking forward to my day in manly court. <laughs> <laughs> Me <laughs> too, a big, Raymond. A big yoked judge in a sleeveless robe. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing like a fucking uh, one of those Hulkamania muscle tees over his yeah. robe. Imagine just a Jack Judge. Can you even picture a fucking massive hunk of a judge? Would you be able to tell underneath the robe? You reckon? I think you would. He would be like so Jack that you could tell. Maybe fucking. Uh, I don't think I can name any of the Supreme Court judges. Clancy <laughs> Thomas is he one? Is he still alive? Is he still I a judge? Don't know. Cla- Ruth Clarence Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Uh, all I know is the ones that they use as jokes in Futurama and none of the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe, maybe underneath the robe, they are just fucking stacked. Stacked on stacks on stacks. They're manly. Anyways. Make uh, tighter fitting robes. Come on. <laughs> Show <laughs> off those bods. Show <laughs> us those gains. Um, uh, yeah, so he's, he's posted a lot uh, about his feelings about coronavirus, but he's also um, sort of used this as an opportunity to launch his his comedy career. He's been doing some little riffs and bits. Uh, I'm going to give you two jokes in a row of his. So one was posted on the 15th of March. uh, The other posted 10 days later on the 25th. Um, Here we go. My thoughts on the coronavirus. I haven't even had a touch of Corolla, wink, but I'm afraid that it starts evolving into a Camry and if it turns into a fully blown land cruiser, then that thing is going to follow you everywhere and last forever. Man in cowboy hat smirking thumbs up emoji. Oh, what a feeling. Teeth clenched emoji. Uh, oh, what a feeling. Okay, so that was a little rough, but I think he really did. Go on, give us the gold a, material. He's taking a second crack at this. So this is the one from the 25th March. Uh, fireworks emoji. Breaking news, fireworks emoji. The latest Corona update, it is now a Camry. Oh, it was, it's some throwback. It's some callback humor, I see. Well, so, I think he's trying to tighten it up. He's you know? really leaning on 
Corona sounds like Corolla. So everybody else at about this time when it was happening uh, was doing the, you mean like the beer jokes? Mm, mm-hmm. Because Great it's joke. the same word. Corona, yeah. Corona. Same word. He's gone. What if instead of Corona, it was Corolla? Like well, the to car be, manufactured to be, to be fair, Toyota. To be fair, the Toyota Corona is a model of car. Oh, is that true? Is it? Yes. Oh. Yeah, the Toyota Corona was in production from 1957 to 2001. Huh. Wow. I would like to apologize to the listeners and most of all um, to The brand Raymond. Toyota. Well, I would like to pass judgment on this joke and say that if you were going to try and perform this transition from model to car to model to car, should have started off with Corona and then gone to the Toyota Carina. Toyota Carina. Then to Corolla. You know, you, you smooth the transition between them. Then. Arena, you could have you could have gone a lot of different ways. Yep. Uh, but I guess the issue is that I feel like he's really focusing his jokes a little too tightly on people who are um, real Toyota aficionados. Like my know? main issue is that Raymond is a, a huge piece of shit. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just this whole post makes me so angry because there's a million posts like this that say things like I'm intolerant of cultures that abuse women, children, and animals, you can almost guarantee, I would bet money on the fact that if you go further down in his posts, he has a post about hating feminism, and he 100% makes jokes about hating vegans. So none of this means anything. Imagine what he has to say about the inclusion of bacon into an otherwise ordinary meal. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, can I can I read you another one of his little uh, spoofs, his little goofabouts? Oh, I would love that. Because I, uh, I well, okay, I'll just read it to you. Okay, uh, this is from nineteenth March. Um, here we go. Political correctness is like a used condom. I just piss it off. Now, now, like, mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so can can I ask a can I ask a question before we go any further with this? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, regular listeners of the show mm. will know that I am married. Oh I, no! I, I have children. I've been in a monogamous relationship for a very long time, which means that it has been many, many moons since I have felt the touch of the latex. <sighs> right. So you know. It's been it's been a long time since I've been in the condom zone. <laughs> However, it's and you know why? Because condoms are the devil's skin. Oh god, yeah. please don't listen to this man. <laughs> uh, there He's are lots right, of reasons though. you can right. wear a condom and even if you're in a monogamous relationship, you might even have reasons for wearing them now. Don't listen to them. Yeah, wear them for fun cuz you don't like how sex feels. Anyway, <laughs> don't take your public health advice from this man. Thank you. Go no, on. he's right. He's right, though. You absolutely should not be taking any um any public health advice from me. <clears throat> anyway, even back when I did use condoms for intercourse, mm. as we call it, down under. <sighs> um, what's this? I I would I would pull it off my penis and then throw it away afterwards. What's this concept of? So so he's he's saying that he would just then piss. And the, I think he means piss just piss it off. Like the, he just the throws it away. Off of his yeah. It's a terrible analogy. It's just like it's just like a garbage bag. I just piss it off. Like, yeah, because it's not. It's not like um, he could be using piss it off in the sense of I just got rid of it. Mm. No, but then, all I all I can think about is I don't how think much mess it would way. make if you just started peeing. Inside a used condom that was attached to your penis. I think I would the never on a think this. Is quite good. I think that it would fill with a fair amount of piss before it started to come off. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, but what about happens when it comes podcast. off? Are you outside? Are you standing over the Why toilet bowl? Why would you be bowl? outside? Well, you mean you're physically pissing it off? Is it all right? I don't. I don't know how these things work, but it well, doesn't. I don't know if he understands how these things work, or maybe he's operating on a much higher level than the rest of us. Maybe. Yeah, so so let's say, Ben, let's say it fills with enough urine to give it enough weight to pull it off of your <sighs> flaccid penis. Again, I feel like I that's probably enough. a lot. Like but, a lot of piss. But, so it comes piss. off. Let's say, are, are you in the bathroom? Are you over the toilet? Maybe he's in the shower. 
maybe he's in the shower, but then you got to pick it. You got to pick it up and do something with it afterwards. I Just don't think a nightmare he scenario. means any of this. Also, I assume Raymond is married to some horrible woman and has never had to actually think about this for a very long time. I don't think he's married. Can I? I have a further question. Okay. Now, obviously, the first half of this joke uh, is rock solid. But the second half is where we're having the contentious issues. When mm. he says that... So the second meaning where he's saying that he just pisses off cr- political correctness. Piss it off doesn't really make sense. Political correctness isn't like an it. It doesn't get mad. Oh, like he's, People he's, are trying he's to... Making, he's making the concept of political correctness angry at him personally. Or oh. are we saying that he's using the other sense of piss it off, which is to get rid of it? I think he means it in a Gordon Ramsay sense, you know, just like, just fuck it off. Yeah. Just piss it off. Piss this linguini off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it off. Piss it off. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, the most generous reading of this joke is that he's using piss it off in the same sense for both, which is mm. to dismiss them. It's not very good. I Don't give up your bloody day job, Raymond, uh, which is <laughs> using his Twitter account for Pacific Raptor promotions, his uh, music promotions. Either main job or side hustle, hard to say. He has previously worked at a Kennedy's storage mm. place, uh, which fucking fits their fucking shit. Sounds like a real hustler. Uh, but he uses his official Twitter account for that to reply to tweets such as uh, a tweet from reporter Eliza Barr about a fire at a burger restaurant at Manly Wharf, where he replied, please don't blame it on... Um, there's space, five space, to six space, spaces. Space, 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 space. <laughs> uh, climate change. Cry laugh emoji. Damn, got her. Damn, yep. I, I bet he identifies as an attack helicopter. I bet when that part of the internet catches up with him in 10 years, uh, he yeah. absolutely <laughs> we'll will. will get there eventually. <laughs> My goodness. Mm. My goodness. One of the Funny most... guy. <laughs> mm. thanks, for, thanks for the laughs, Raymond. I look forward to his <laughs> election as a candidate for the One Nation Party. Yeah, oh, approximately God, six bet. months. I a feel lot like of I've just like, accidentally willed that into existence. A lot of his friends were saying you should take this to Pauline Hanson. Uh, also, like, I didn't put these screenshots in because, I mean, they're kind of grim, but, like, a lot of his friends were saying the the quiet part quite loud, you know, when he was mm. like, ah, I pissed him off. Someone was like, oh, do you mean the cops or the... Uh, wow. Yep. Uh, and then someone else was, I mean... I don't really want to repeat some of the stuff, but essentially to the effect of we should just nuke the entirety of China. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's... Look, I don't want to say anything that uh, sounds aggressive or grim, but I think these people should... Um, they should die, die naturally of a disease <laughs> very quickly. Wow. It's very bad. So, I don't like bad. any of it. This is Actually, the... The I'm Australian rare. Actually, no, you know what? Let's let's take a moment to note that I think that by and large, maybe I'm totally wrong. By and large, I feel like collectively Australia has reacted reasonably well to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Just in terms of trying to be reasonable. Like, obviously we've got fuckwitted um opinion writers saying, Hey, let's open the economy up and I wanna shoot your grandmother with one of those bolt guns that they use for cattle. Um, you know, a lot of that sort of stuff, but it's a pretty pretty thin minority of dipshits and they are being shouted at by everyone to shut up. And that's pretty good. I mean, looking around the world right now, we can see a lot of countries where they've, oh, they've kind of gone in the other you? direction. Real bloody smug over there, aren't you? Yep. It feels good. And if I got sick, I'd go to my doctor that pays me to go to see him. You know? Oh, well, who's paying for it? Who's paying for it? Uh, everyone else, and it's great. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? We're all, we're all paying for it together. Um, Sounds remember communist. That song? Remember that song by Ben Lee? Where I don't want to... No, the, I don't. I don't. Remember I don't, Ben bad, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one who is just uh, like that dude makes my skin crawl. Oh, I hate it. Don't like it. And if you haven't looked at him in years, 
Adding 10 or 15 years to Ben Lee's face has not <laughs> helped at all. <laughs> anyway. Um, hey, that shit sucks. Uh, it's kind of funny, but it also sucks. But mm. what if we told you about something that didn't suck? Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. With its powerful pincers, the dastardly <laughs> robber crab. Oh, Thank so you, of course, to our beautiful listeners for that theme, the nature corner theme. Ben, mm-hmm. have you ever come across a story that made you feel so good that you wanted to talk about it on a podcast that you host? You know what? It's so funny that you asked that question. And before I give you the answer, uh, uh-huh. spoiler alert, <laughs> it's yes. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you that there were two contenders for the Nature Corner tonight. And the first one was a story about a German zoo uh, announcing that pretty soon they might have to feed some of the animals to the other animals because they can't afford to feed everyone. Aww. Not that funny. And so not that's that funny, great. that one. That's not the story that made me feel so good that I had to share it on a podcast. I thought that even mentioning what it was about would be too depressing to mention, so I decided not to. And it's a good thing that you completely avoided mentioning that depressing story. I think it would just bring everyone down uh, and sort of even really hammer home how awful zoos are. uh, There's no reason for us to do that. So instead, I chose a story from the last couple of days from uh, a little publication called National Geographic. Never heard of it. (laughs) It, It's... Uh, occasionally there are titties in there. Keep an eye out for that. Um, really? Headline on this one is, like humans, flamingos make friends for life. Oh. I mean, that's now, not really like humans, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not all humans, I guess, Lucy? Oh. Do you really? No. I mean, are you one of those people that's like friends with your like high school friends? No, fuck no. No, no not them. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I am. I am actually. I am friends with a guy that I went to kindergarten with. Wow! Um, Shout I, out, uh, Benji, who is now covered in tattoos of like um, Chucky from Child's Play and the Toxic Avenger. Ah, oh, from Good Charlotte, and, um, and plays like sludge metal gigs. <laughs> I, uh, a girl that I was in uh, uh, kindergarten, the not preschool, but you know the the K year at the start of school in some states. Uh, mm-hmm. she follows me on Twitter now. And that's basically the same as us having maintained that friendship. Oh, I hate that. I hate when people from my high school or like my university follow me on Twitter. It's a different worlds. Stay away. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I I mean, I, I feel rude now. Uh, no, someone that I was friends with in high school uh, is actually a listener to this podcast. Uh, she was my high school girlfriend. Hello, Karina. Sorry, I didn't oh. mean to raise you from my history. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Flamingos. Uh, flamingos. So, you know, like, there are heaps of animals where everyone's like, oh, did you know that they form romantic relationships for life and it's really beautiful? Mm. And that's fucking cool, but whatever. We know that exists. The concept of animals being friends for life is somehow much more amazing to me. Um, let me let me read some of this article. Because, I mean, like, mating mating for life just seems like more of a primal type thing it's like practical concern right yeah yeah you figured out like... how to fuck you may as well keep doing it mm, are you saying that uh, animals by nature are polyamorous no <laughs> well i mean i don't i don't think they have some of them i guess i don't uh, you're gonna have to take that question to r slash poly i'm sure there are some little furry polycules but there's also um plenty of species that make for life penguins and that mate for life yeah but like but but like Ben's saying, I think that if this is what Ben's saying, that still gives me more of the vibe of like biological imperative to reproduce. That's more of a, I'm just going to stick with this one and we'll just keep cracking out eggs or whatever until we both keel over. Um, so whereas, you don't, you know, you don't think those penguins love friends. each other? Penguins? No, penguins are murderous snakes. They don't experience oh, love. That's, wow. 
seems like a Anyways, let's move on. Let's move on. This is meant to be a lovely, feel-good story. Uh, Lucy has called into question the nature of human friendships and their <laughs> Sorry, uh, limited lifespan. And Andrew is going off to tear about penguins being bastards. Oh, Let me read this out. Probably Flamingos. not. They seem fine. They seem fine. Flamingos. They've got long legs. Stop ruining my vibe. <laughs> okay. Vibe out, buddy. Flamingos are known for their long legs. Oh, mm-hmm. Lucy nailed that in one. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> long necks and party pig feathers. Now scientists have discovered for the first time that the birds form long-lasting and loyal friendships and that physical traits may play a role in those bonds. May I just say, when it comes to flamingos, mm. uh, that when I was, I want to say about 12, uh, I went to America and went to the San Diego Zoo. Mm. And they had a whole whole gang of, of flamingos there. Whatever one might call a group of flamingos. Um, and what? I just... Uh, no, definitely couldn't be that. Okay. Um, and I, I very much re- uh, distinctly remember looking at a big um, cluster of flamingos <laughs> and, <laughs> and and thinking, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that colors were like that in nature. They mm-hmm. looked they they looked like they had been like spray painted. They are pink. pink. They're certainly pink. Very very pink. And I just remember being like, oh, I didn't know. Didn't know nature did colors like that. And clearly it does. Don't write into me telling me about what documentary I should watch about fucking pearlescent. We whatever's. simply don't care. <laughs> I've okay. seen them all now. I don't want to learn a thing. Yeah. Don't want to learn been a thing. Uh, let continue me continue. Uh, the enduring partnerships among flamingos include mated couples that build nests together and raise chicks every year, as well as same-sex friends and groups of three to six close buddies. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a polycule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, study leader Paul Rose, a behavioral ecologist at the University of Exeter in the United Kingdom, wanted to find out if flamingos form complex bonds within their large groups. From 2012 to 2016, Rose collected data on four captive flocks... Of Caribbean, Chilean, Andean, and lesser flamingos kept at the Wild Farm Wetlands, Slimbridge Wetlands Centre in Gloucestershire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Impressive. You got through it all. Thank you. Uh, the flocks, which ranged in size from just over 20 individuals to more than 140 and considered similar in structure and behaviour to wild groups. By collecting these data over a five-year period, Rose observed that flamingos maintain selectively stable friendships mainly characterized by standing close together, just like among humans. Uh, it's that fun. is pretty much the only characteristic of a successful human friendship, is you stand standing together. near each other. It's mm-hmm. hard to imagine what other markers you would use for flamingo friendship, because it's not like you'd be like, oh, that flamingo remembered that other flamingo's birthday. <laughs> oh, look, 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 everybody. You wouldn't know. Look, you're, you're on safari, and you're like uh, hanging out the side of the truck with your binoculars, and the guy says, look, 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 look. That one's giving the other one its switch code. (laughs) It's incredible. That flamingo's helping that other flamingo build a deck on the weekend. (laughs) Uh, It's possible these bonds could last decades. Flamingos could live 50 years. Jesus. That's a while. Uh, That's a long time. The fact that they're so long-lasting, he says, suggests these relationships are important for survival in the wild. Uh, Like humans, another highly social species, these wading birds carefully avoid certain individuals, Rose reported. (laughs) He says avoidance may serve to prevent squabbles. One way to reduce stress and fights is to avoid those birds you don't get on with. No more flamingo drama 2020. (laughs) I'm cutting toxic flamingos out of my flock. Just block someone toxic. I'm assuming that these flamingos are all out of high school by this point. Uh, Yeah, that's a safe assumption. Okay, because that is that is about the time when you're like, I don't actually have to hang out with these. When guys. you cut mm-hmm. out the people that just piss you off, yeah, yeah. So it turns out flamingos are just ignoring haters. None of us are <laughs> cutting off people that piss us off on Twitter.com. Don't lie. I mean, I mute a lot of them. No, I've started doing it this year. I'm just, I'm <laughs> muting not not specifically like people who. Uh, uh, like rude to me or anything like that. Um, for me, it's the it's the accounts that I don't like, but I have to see all the time because like a hundred other people that I follow follow them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a wonderful thing that the Twitter algorithm does, where you're like, no, no, I've made a deliberate choice to not follow 
these people because I don't like their tweets. And it's like, ah, but the people you follow, follow them. So you will see every one of their tweets. I love it. So good. So it turns out you can't just block them. You don't have to deal with it. You sure can. Uh, It continues. For his research, Rose photographed the wetland centers flocks daily at four set times during the spring and summer and three times during the fall and winter. He also photographed birds and positions uh, birds that position themselves together in distinct subgroups throughout each flock. The birds all have rings on their legs, making it easy to identify individuals. A flamingo colony is a busy mass of gobbling, often preening, sometimes quarrelling birds. If one bird gets too close to another, they'll use their long necks and massive beaks to attack, straining at times to establish that one has a longer neck than another. Group of men, am I right? <laughs> sounds like the boys. Uh, let's not turn uh, yeah uh, the ladies muscling and let's not turn this into a neck measuring competition <laughs> please fellas put them away uh, <laughs> put them away uh, consequently Rose defined neck length as a measure of flamingo friendship birds huh. sitting or standing less than one neck length away from another bird were deemed friends <laughs> uh, when other flamingos were nearby but more than one neck length apart Rose marked them as belonging to separate subgroups. Oh he gosh. found the larger fro- flocks had the most varied and highest number of social interactions with complex social networks made up of two bird, three bird, and six member subgroups. Uh, some birds were such consistent friends throughout the five year study that Rose said he could easily predict which ones would be together. There oh. were two strongly bonded older females who did everything from courtship displays to building their nests together. And they're always joined by a male 20 years their junior, says <laughs> Rose. Uh. These ladies are living the dream. Ladies. (laughs) That's how I try to be living. Oh, sisters are doing it for themselves. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my goodness. This is really lovely. I love this whole thing so much. Uh, Jerry Lorenz, a wetlands ecologist at Audubon, Florida in Miami, said he found it neat to see that non-sexual pair bonds can also be documented and quantified. You're saying non-sexual in a really... You're really making an assumption here. If I... It's now my goal to be quoted in, like, uh, some journal of record describing something as, quote, neat. I bet that guy has, like, three pens in his pocket at all time. He sure does. Non-sexual pair bonds. I feel like you're just trying to say gal pals. Just gal pals. Live in gal pals. Surprise. As for how flamingos choose their friends, Rose suspects both personality and coloration play a role. Mm. Now, this is, is not is this a, racism. Is this, a non, uh. is this a non-sexual pair bond, like um, like your Aunt Debbie, who always brings her roommate, Sheila, to weddings and stuff like that? <laughs> uh, it's weird. They've been living together now for 55 years. <laughs> yeah. They just get along great. They don't need a man. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be more about finding someone with a similar personality, someone you don't clash with, he says. The flocks are noisy and busy, and probably the birds don't need more stress. Having a buddy is good for your well-being. Self-care, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also observed that some of the brightest pink birds stuck together. One study showed that greater flamingos, the palest of the species, are able to make their feathers a brighter pink by preening, potentially making them more desirable as friends and mates. Uh, because friendships are so important to flamingos, Rose stresses that managers of captive flamingo flocks, such as those in zoos, should also be careful not to separate flamingos that are closely bonded. These flocks should contain well, should contain as many birds as reasonably possible to ensure good health, he adds. The bigger the group, the more likely that birds of all personality types will be able to find a compatible pal to hang with. Aww. That's That's what it's like. That's life, you know? That is just life. Yeah, you've got to broaden your pond you know i mean your pond's too broad is it yeah you got too, too many friends oh okay too many friends popular with too many people well, mm. what a horrible yeah. attack you're putting on me right now you only need a few it's it's stressful to those of us who can survive on two friends or less mm. I just, I like just people. hoarding them at this point <laughs> people are nice you are a people person <laughs> uh, that's and that's why quarantine is treating me so well it's really good Great. Not it. me. I'm an introvert. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, d- I have to stay home. It's, it's just like every other day of my life. <laughs> uh, I'm already with my best friends. Uh, books. Oh, boy. Mm. I'm already mm. with my best friends. 
Moby Dick and Captain <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm with my best friends too. Smoking weed and honking off. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't honk off too much, though. That's... Uh, um, that's no, no, no hold on. Let me... Let me... No, this could go either way because it either sounds like I'm off. saying you can't honk off too much like it's a bad thing or like I'm saying it's not oh, physically possible true. to honk yeah. off too much. Yeah. Hmm. And I'll say from personal experience, it is physically possible to jack off too much. And once again, that's, I apologize oh, for true. this entire podcast episode, uh, especially to the listener. Listen, we're all stuck at home. We've all been having some alcohol. <laughs> I feel I feel like that was a perfectly reasonable public health statement to give. Oh, don't you honk can off jack too off. Much. Don't honk off too much, or it will be physically painful. Yeah, if give it starts you, to give hurt, give yourself some breaks. Give it a rest. Give yourself some breaks. Yeah, find a different thing sure. to do with your body. Yeah, you got other holes. Just watch porn honk for an someone extended else time before oh, you, that, before you do anything about it. That is psycho behavior. Uh, <laughs> what, what is? Just, just honking someone porn. else off or watching porn for a long just time. Just watching porn completely inert. <laughs> it's like chucking it on the TV and they just like sit there and watching it for a while. That uh, watching feature length pornography and fast forwarding through the sex. Just like getting just the forty five minutes in, just doing a little yard. <sighs> just watch the whole thing. Just, I mean, they made the lead up for something. Why don't you enjoy it? How was your uh, stated aim of watching the feature length Pornhub premium videos going, Lucy? <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> well, sorry to hear it. My, I feel like my, if you watch like five minutes of like a porno actress like acting, like where they're like talking to each other, the men too, it's just uh, it's, it's no good. Every my now and then my you'll wife see won't one. watch them. My wife won't watch them unless she can watch the story. No, really, that yeah. cannot be true. Is that she's true? like, I she is like, I cannot get into it unless Maybe in like I get a the high plot budget one. Off. But some of the low budget ones, it's just like it's it's no good. I had uh, like briefly uh, entertained the thought of being like, what if I just watched a bunch of like feature length 1960s porn movies? Because mm. uh, I realized that like Pornhub has a massive back catalog of stuff because they don't delete anything for copyright reasons. Oh. And uh, porn sucked even if you're like, haha, it's fun because they shot this on film but it's in the past. It's still bad. It's still like 10 minutes of just the worst shit of the world and then some very bad sex and then 10 minutes of the worst With shit of the world. With a real bass line, a real like... <laughs> That's the only good part is the soundtracks are genuinely amazing. Well, there's also the whole kind of... Um, you combine the the often like poor lighting, the fact that they were actually shooting on film as opposed to digital, um, and mm. the copious body hair. And you're having a lot of contrast issues with seeing what's going on. <laughs> on both members of the sexual yeah. engagement, really. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. Ideally. <laughs> Ideally. Also, every every movie of that vintage, uh, when it gets to the end of the sex, does a prolonged close-up on the dude's face as he goes, ah! <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's always like 50% moustache as well. You're just seeing oh. like a guy's lower yeah. lip, his tongue and his eyes, and nothing else. It was so good in like the very 90s loud or, too. <laughs> the nineties or the two thousands when they realized that we don't actually have to put any of the guy's face in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one wants you. to see it. Thank you. There's been like a loop around where people have realized the niche for like hot guy porn. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's hot guys fuck like, on Pornhub. Great great oh, content. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it actually that's the good stuff. <laughs> Well, that's our recommendation for this week. Yeah, that's uh, our uh, crime pass. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there we go. Well, yeah, this this week's crime pass is uh, you can watch uh, copyrighted feature-length 1960s pornography on Pornhub, even mm. if they don't have the official license for the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just go for it. Why not? Try something new, you know? Not a crime. Yeah. Well, I guess we should finally leave the cinema. I am mad pissy. <laughs> Mm. We've had this entire conversation in the lobby. They're trying to close up. They're pretty mad oh about God, it. God, can you just leave? We just really just fucking want to see Trolls 2. <laughs> Trolls 2, Trolls World Tour. Not Congratulations, to DreamWorks. Troll a hell two. of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's it for us this week, folks. Thank you very much for stopping by and listening. Uh, as you may have noticed, we're still making all of our bonus episodes, our premium content, free. Not for long. We're going to shut up shop soon. You reckon? Pandemic yeah. 2020. We're just yeah. trying to help people trying out. Trying to make some content. money over here. 
Jeez. Trying to get that cheddar, that sweet <laughs> podcasting dollar. Sweet podcasting dollar. Well, if if you like getting your two episodes a week and you want to say thank you and support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Buntavista. Um, or, you know, maybe maybe you want to have two podcast feeds. You can also get it by doing that. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what does it for you. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you.